Mission with Jonesy and Amanda. Well, our next guest is the guy who had us thinking twice before we reached for the Allens party mix. He's the man who made headlines with his first documentary, that sugar film in 2014. And he's been a force ever since. He's got a new film, Regenerating Australia. It's set on New Year's Eve 2029. Looking back at the decade that could be. Damon Gamo, hello. Hi. Good I, to see you both. Look, Good to see you. We watched the trailer and I started to cry. Oh, I, I want good. that world. I want the world I see in the midst of all the stuff we're seeing. Yeah. What, what, it, Where we could be in a few years after this horrendous start to 2020. You know, we, it's possible that could be us, isn't it? A happy 2029. Absolutely. And, and this is based, it wasn't my vision of the future. It was based on a really deep listening campaign over four months with a, a variety of Australians from different backgrounds. And we just asked them what kind of country they'd want to live in. What kind of changes do you want to see? And it was incredibly heartening to hear how much we have in common, despite what our algorithms and our, our, some of our narratives might tell us. There are so many things that we can unite on. And, and so that's what this is. This is a chance to have a look and have a feel what it would be like to live in that Australia. Because you're right, right now, Gosh, it feels overwhelming. We're mm. losing people to nihilism. It all feels too hard. But there are so many things we can do right now that really bring life and connection back to our communities and to our ecosystems. And that's the opportunity we have in this moment. Amidst and all the chaos and the pain, there's a chance to head in a different direction. And largely, do you find that people aren't climate spe- uh, sceptics? It just seems to me there's, if you even mention climate change, they look at you as some giant big lefty, which I'm certainly not, but I, I do believe in climate change. So when you're out there with the regular mums and dads of the world, do they believe in climate change? Yeah, certainly. I mean, a lot of our interviews were post-fires and so certainly that shifted a lot of that perception. And I'd say now with the floods too, a lot of people in my region, I live in the Northern Rivers and there's, you know, farmers out there that were a bit on the fence that are now like, okay, let's go. We've we got to do something now. They really get it. And that's what's going to keep happening. We keep going to get these major weather events and that will bring more and more people onto the side of action and I think that's where we're at right now and even in the interviews people didn't necessarily say climate change but a lot of conservative farmers talked about greener hills again or clean flowing rivers or an Australia of 30 years ago so they were kind of saying they wanted things as they were and to make make a difference and go back to these times so that's again I think we can unite on that we don't it doesn't have to all be about climate change there are things we can do to help farmers with their soil and restore their land that also benefits the climate and the water cycles but it's also improving their lives and the quality of our food so we can just approach it from different angles so it isn't as polarizing to some people mm. do you find that you know since 2020 with the we had coronavirus we've had fires we've had floods it's like carrying an anvil and, and it felt to me that dealing with the climate ended up coming down the – we had the fires and then that shifted down when people coped with COVID. It's as if we can't handle more than one thing at once. But the climate crisis is, never, is, is not going away no matter whether we have COVID or not. Yeah, you're spot on, Amanda, and that's why I think we've got to be so strategic with our messaging. I think right now people don't have the capacity to hear – how bad things are and cataclysmic things are and the whole climate thing. It feels so existential and out of our reach that it's easier just to switch off and watch more Netflix and have another few bottles of wine. Like, I get that. But that's why we've got to, we've got to show the benefits. We've got to show what the solutions could do to our communities and how that improve people's lives. You know, we could create so much money in this country by shifting to these lower carbon technologies, we've just got to make sure that we look after the people in the community so the money is more evenly distributed and we're not leaving these communities behind like America's done and we've seen what's happened there, that we've got such opportunity ahead of us and let's just make sure that everyone benefits in it 
so that they can stay in their communities and their communities can be cleaner and they can have more nature around and cleaner air to breathe and there's more money to be made at the same time. That, that's what's on offer in this moment. And we're the clever country. We gave the world the ute, the hills hoist, Wi-Fi, surely. The wine cast. And I, you know, I find it odd. We spoke to Scott Morrison uh, a while back and I said there's a guy that's invented roof tiles that look like normal roof tiles but they're exactly. solar panels. What, to yep. me, that seems, that's like, a, imagine every house that a roof tile and it doesn't even yep. look like a solar panel. Why aren't we putting all our money into that? Exactly. I mean, we show a solution in the film that's already in Australia right now that people might know about where, where you can take a, your car, like an electric car, and plug it into the house and then that becomes the battery for your house. And it's about three or four times bigger battery than a Powerwall, one of those Tesla ones you can buy. So that, that can happen right now. You can go and charge your car up at a station and then come home and run the whole house on it. Tradies can then plug in their tools, run a generator when they're camping. There are countries doing this. America and Europe have already got this technology. We've got it here, but we just need to scale it up and incentivize mm. and shift the policies to allow it to scale up because there's huge benefits there for people. Um, and that's, again, we've just got to get these stories out there, how these solutions can improve our lives while also mitigating the damage that we're getting from climate change. We're not as reliant on coal as our leaders would have us believe. Is, is, that, is that true? Well, no, we, 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 are, we make an extraordinary amount of money from coal. We're one of the biggest exports. In fact, because of Russia now, we're probably number two in the world. So it's brought us incredible income and created wonderful things for our economy. We need to be honest about that. And that's why we're reluctant to give it up. That's why so much of our, our politics is in, affected by that industry and why it's taken us so long to shift. But again, we've got as much wind and solar as any other country in the world. So we're also sitting on this incredible opportunity of that resource that we could power our own country, then share that with our neighbours, then share it with Asia, Indonesia. All these countries are coming off coal. Plus, we could use that energy to start making wind turbines and batteries and electric cars and supply them to the world. I mean, this is the opportunity we have here to get right out ahead and start providing these resources for other countries. And that's why people are pulling their hair out that we haven't started doing this because other countries are down that road and they're going to start getting those supplies from other areas because we're not providing them because we're still so married to coal. Mm. So that's why this election is just, I would argue, perhaps our most important because of what's at stake. We've seen, and especially where I live, we had a huge flood five years ago. We've had a mega fire and now another flood all yeah. within five years. This is the reality we are now inhabiting, so we have to take action. We just cannot delay anymore. There it is, mate. Well, good on you, uh, Damon. Oh. It's always great to talk to you. Absolutely. Uh, we love what you're doing here, Regenerating Australia, touring Sydney now. You can get your ticket at humanticks.com. Damon Gamo, thank you for joining us. Thanks for the support. Thank you. Jonesy and Amanda's Damnation.